Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary Holt from Exodus and formerly from Slayer, and you're listening to The Razor's Edge. What's going on, guys? It's Tom here from The Razor's Edge, and I'm here with Megan and Ed of Forlorn. How are we doing, guys? Are we well? Yeah, good, thank you. All good, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. No, thanks for coming on. It's graciously appreciated this Monday evening. So, um, but what I want to do is I want to go for the real hard hitting shit straight away, which was how was your guys' pandemic? How have the last few years been for you? <laughs> Dare I ask? Born and, born and molded by the pandemic as a band, I believe. Um, so we released our first double single on Valentine's Day in 2020 and had all these sort of amazing plans and then sort of a month or so later it was all sort of empty calendar everyone's shut in their house and that was that was kind of it so we just um so we basically started off as a band in the pandemic really in that sense because we had to try and sort of adapt to what was essentially going to be the foreseeable at that point we didn't really know when things were going to open when we could play a gig um or you know actually sort of be a proper band as it were so we just sort of looked at other things that we could do in terms of content creation and kept writing songs, really. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's like Ed says, really. I feel like it's quite surprising, really, to have that happen, like, so early on in the band's career. Um, but I think it says a lot for the fact that we powered through it and, and made the best of it and are finally, like, no longer an internet band. <laughs> because <laughs> obviously i imagine release that double single you're like right here we go this is gonna be absolutely fantastic what do you mean we can't go outside what what, what do you mean everything's shut down oh for a few weeks oh, okay that'll be fine months what do you mean years what i mean it feels crazy it was three years ago now yeah like it's yeah. such an odd time in life that we'll probably never have experienced ever again but exactly. happened <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like even now, where you know these these gigs are open, I think it's people are having this sort of weird awakening, like dissonance between what events were like when things first opened and what they're like now. Um, so, oh, well, Mike and I were both at Download this year, for instance, and it was sold out and absolutely heaving with people, and I couldn't even envision, you know, how I would have felt about that, maybe. A year and a half prior when things had just opened being thrust into that situation i think i would have just been you know having on and off panic panic attacks in that that situation <laughs> oh dude yeah because everyone was like as soon as you cop people like get away from me right now yeah like i want you nowhere near but now it's just like normal yeah such a crazy time in life anyway let's let's move away let's go right back to the beginning what actually made you want to be a musician in the first place what made you, you know pick up a guitar or fancy drums or singing or anything like that oh that's for you that's definitely for you ed <laughs> oh my gosh i'm trying to think really hard about this because i i wanted to play guitar from quite a young age sort of our primary school we had like a local sort of musician outsourced musician school and they used to come and do showcases at our primary school okay i was always really captivated with the people playing classical guitar they have these cool classical guitars they're playing cool tunes they've got these nice little ribbons on the tuning pegs and i was like i want a piece <laughs> of that um <laughs> and i just um sort of 
hassle my parents like once a quarter when they come to our school and be like, can I go to Arsenal's please? And they'd be like, no. And then there was years and years of doing that basically and they caved in when I was 14. But actually trying to remember, I just thought guitars were really cool. I think in a lot of sort of media as such, when we were kids, like in cartoons and stuff, always the coolest character in the show would be playing guitar. And I want to be the cool <laughs> guy, I guess. Um, but I've always, I've, I've always loved music. My dad's always really heavily been into sort of guitar music and grunge and stuff like Radiohead and Nirvana. Um, fun story about Nirvana. We listened to the greatest hits so many times, me and my brothers, when we were around sort of 10 ish, uh, when I was 10, that he literally stormed in, took the CD off us, and gave us like the first two Free Fighters albums instead, <laughs> just for something different. <laughs> I, suppose, I mean, yeah, great I band again. Mm, I suppose it's probably Free Fighters that would have sort of turned me on to more guitar driven music uh, when I was younger. Um, and then uh, I had an old brother who got into all the new metal stuff as that was coming out. And that's basically how I've ended up here. <laughs> what about you, Meg? Anyone influenced you at all? Um, so I kind of started singing and screaming a bit later on, really. Um, I've only been doing it for about seven, seven or so years now. Um, and I started screaming first. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and because um, I never had any like training or anything. I, I picked up a few instruments when I was younger. Um, I was learning the cello for a bit, uh, the viola, the violin, had a few guitar lessons, a bit of piano, um, but nothing really kind of, I don't know, nothing grabbed, grabbed onto me really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just started screaming uh, in my car, as we all do. I used to okay. drive, like, used to, used to do some really long journeys. And um, when I was working for Basic Records in London, I used to, like, travel home back to Dorset quite a bit. So I'd have, like, good two-hour drives pretty much every week. Um, and I just started, like, screaming in the car, like, which is definitely not the way to learn. Very dangerous, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, i just take little recordings of myself and show people and be like, oh, what do you think of that? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's all right. And um, yeah, just carried on doing it and started sort of adding more singing into the mix. Um, so yeah, I really just kind of fell into it. I didn't, I didn't have any sort of proper training or lessons as a kid. I wish I had, but um, yeah. So are you fully are you fully self taught? Uh, for the most part, I've had a few lessons um, on and off, and I've actually just started um, some proper coaching over the last okay. couple of weeks. But um, yeah, aside from that, pretty much self-taught. What were you? Uh, what were you screaming to in the car? <laughs> it was a band called Hang the Bastard. I've heard of them. I've never listened to them, but I've heard of them. Yeah, um, I think I think they're from Brighton. Um, and I just had one of their CDs, and I just started screaming along just to see if I could make that noise or not. It's um, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. That's that's my story. I would have loved to have been in the car, like driving next, just being like, what the, what is going on there? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> I was probably speeding. I remember like driving past Stonehenge and um, just screaming, Tang the Bastard. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Sorry, um, what, oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. What actually, <laughs> what what made you come up with the name Forlorn? What, what, uh, what drove you to that? That's a bloody good question, that. 
Um, I think we had a we were presented with an initial name which we all didn't like by a former member. And which then, was so we all, uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was like a Pokemon name, and then we were like, we're like that's the name of Pokemon. And he was just like, no, it's not. And we're like, well, well, it is. Um, we're not <laughs> we're not being called that. Um, so I think we all set about trying to find. I think we wanted to be just the one word band because everyone was sort of rapidly. They were, like in metalcore, especially it was it was something the something or you know the something yeah. something, and it was just seemed like a lot. Um, so we wanted a simple one word name, um, and I think it was our drummer Jay who suggested Forlorn. And so when we all looked up at you know the definition basically you know just being tragic or just you know exceptionally sad and we just thought well you know the, the content of like the first two songs alone were quite sort of sad in the sense that we just felt like those songs feel like they're very much about watching the world and the human race just end itself basically which in itself is quite uh, uh would bring someone into a feeling of feeling forlorn so we're like, well, you know, it makes sense. Goes with the themes of the music. Then we just sort of went from there, really. No, I'm I'm always intrigued because, like, I know a lot of bands hate that question, but I'm always intrigued by what they how they got there because obviously there's so many bands these days. There are so many, and obviously I'm always intrigued by how the name process works because obviously everything pretty much must be taken by now. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, there are, so, I think there are a couple of forlorns hmm. um, lurking. I think I found a Swedish one. I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not Swedish. That's, like, that's, <laughs> that's the old one. And um, uh, hopefully the guy never listens to it. But he messaged us one day and told us that we couldn't have the name anymore. Um, mm. It wasn't like a proper cease and desist. It was like him being like, well, you're not the real forlorn. I'm the real forlorn. And we looked it up and it's like, and they used to be signed to Napalm Records and, and all that in the 90s. But we I did a proper deep dive on it. And I was like, well, you're not even on the alumni part of their website anymore. So I don't think anyone nah. cares. Sorry, mate. We're going to keep nah. you. <laughs> like... nah, I think it's a free reign, free, free for all when that happens. When, you know, they're not there since like 2002 or four. It's yeah. like years. So I think you're golden. Um. So how did you guys find the forlorn sounds? Like what drove you to the metal core, the heavier side of uh, of metal? Ooh, that's, probably, mm. that's a good question. I think that is a tough one because I feel like when we started out, like we had quite a few different subgenres in the mix. Um, so I think we went through a few different phases before we came to what I feel is now kind of our sound. Um, what do you think about that, Ed? Would you say that's the same for you? Yeah. So if you listen to the sort of older material that's not as down tuned, so that stuff's in like drop, just regular drop B, um, you can kind of hear where we sort of play with shoegaze, noise, and you know, lots of other sort of subgenres of metal, metal core, and there's some hard, more hardcore bits in there, some bits that are a bit more sort of deathcore, uh, techie, but, you know, I think we just kind of, it was when we were writing the most recent singles, we just wanted to simplify uh, the songwriting, was like, well, how can we make things heavy, but also focus on having 
you know, complete and decent song structures in our songs, um, whilst also keeping some of the post elements that keep it feeling large and expressive and almost sort of borderline cinematic as well. And it just made sense to sort of jump from using regular guitars to using a baritone because it, it felt like it was a more easily achievable sound by mm. simply just lowering the tuning. Um, so, in short, Catago Burr worked for us, basically. <laughs> I think it became obvious as well that, like, people or our listeners were more drawn to, like, that kind of big, atmospheric, you know, cinematic kind of style, um, particularly with, like, you know, how well um, the way that it all has been received. Um, I feel like that's what, and even when, like, Erased came out as well, I feel like that's what our listeners like, Um so I think, you know, that's kind of told us that that's, we should be going further down that rubber hole, basically. Yeah. Because when I was listening to you guys today and I went through the whole back catalogue, um, like the early, early stuff is like brutal, like really heavy. And obviously the more later stuff, now that you say is more cinematic is, you know, there's a lot more um, singing now as well as screaming at the same time. Whereas obviously earlier days were just like full on, let's just go hell for leather. Mm-hmm. Um like you mentioned, your latest single, "The Weight of It All," is is first of all, I'm not saying it's because you're here. Phenomenal, absolutely love it. Hell of a tune. Thank um, you. <laughs> but I'm also a massive sucker for a piano track. Uh... <laughs> and obviously, love you to death. Where it's just like I was just, you know, when you're going through, I was like, oh, I was not expecting this, and it's <laughs> stunning, stunning song. I loved it. Absolutely love it. Um, lyrics wise, then Megan, like, are they? very personal to you are they story-based are they political like what sort of avenue do you go down with those so the first the sort of the beginnings of the band um the very first singles were all very like like i'd said like nature-based um like the destruction of nature and what part we play in that um but sort of more recently i've been kind of influenced by um you know i read a lot of books i watch a lot of films and stuff so it's kind of what when I'm listening to like the instrumental, what kind of comes at me, um, like visually. So if like, oh, this reminds me of, I don't know, like a Hans Zimmer soundtrack or something like that. That's kind of where I'll take my inspiration from. Um, okay. There are like, um, like Hold Me was quite a personal track, um, like about like family situations and things. But um, otherwise, yeah, I'm mostly inspired by like art, um, film and books, really, and um, obviously the witchcraft element as well. Yeah, I read um, that you're you're defined as midsummer metal. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Do, any idea what that is? Because I'm not entirely sure. I'm not into the whole like the whole paganism thing. And everything like I'm an, I'm an idiot. So like, forgive <laughs> my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, Alex Baker from Kerrang that that gave us that. Uh, okay. Genre. Any ideas what it is, realistically? Ed? <laughs> uh, I, I suppose what he means is that we're basically like an A24 film. As a If A24 film was a band, was a heavy metal band, basically. I think that's what he means. Oh, okay. That one, yeah. specifically with the, with the imagery um, and the themes of our music um, and just the set, just gen- in general, I suppose, but... Um, yeah like the flower crowns as well mm-hmm. that's, oh, that's awesome mm. 
Yeah, decent. No, it's I've never experienced anything quite like it. So I was <laughs> when I was doing research, I was just going, I have no, but then I don't want to come across as like an absolute twat and be like, oh, you know, oh, you know, this this midsummer stuff, this paganism stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, of course I know all about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> um we mentioned uh the weight of it all earlier. Yeah, you said it was quite was it quite well received? Mm, the best one so far, I believe. Yeah, still That's going awesome. strong as well. Yeah. So it's like you're on the up, basically. Yeah, certainly. So, <laughs> I, I, I would imagine so. Um, I don't know how much you could talk about it, but like, is there more? I take it there's more coming. Yes. So um, we're doing something quite special um, in late July. Uh, okay. I'm anything about at the moment, but it will be, if you follow us on our social media, it will be apparent that it's it's happened so maybe you should do that if you're listening to this please um and then <clears throat> uh, we're playing a uk tech metal festival this weekend um on the 30th of june and the week after that we're going into the studio to record uh, an extended release with um a producer called sam Blaw, uh who does all the stuff with black coast and has more recently done the graphic nature album which is absolutely fantastic you haven't oh, heard wow. that. So, yeah. I will definitely check that out. Yeah. They're playing Radar Festival? Uh, Tech um, Festival. Tech Festival. They are playing Tech Festival on the Sunday. So, yes. And are you, are you uh, excited for that this weekend? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. Um, loads, loads of mates there playing as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good opportunity to sort of meet new people as well and get to know some bands. Um, it's just a really lovely sort of independent, um, really, really friendly atmosphere for the type of festival. Um, and it's a, it's a real shame this is going to be the last one for the foreseeable. But Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. Any reason? Do you know why? Uh, there's, no? There's, okay. a long, there's a long post about it on their page. So oh, okay, I'll go to yeah. that, yeah. Sorry, I know that's not what we're here for. It's just, <laughs> that was just news to me. Sorry, it was just like an instant reaction. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Yeah. That's a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you said, we've got the Radar Festival coming up as well at the end of July, uh, and I imagine yeah. obviously you're buzzing for that as well. Um, oh yeah, the lineup looks great. unbelievable. Like absolutely oh, incredible. Um, do you prefer, like? Do you prefer a festival show or a gig, or is it just that they're completely different beasts? We've not really done any festivals, have we, apart from Mangata, but that was inside. Yeah. I mean, that still counts because it had multiple stages and it was all on the same day. Um, (laughs) We've not done, like, anything like open air, though, have we? um, No, but Radar, I think, is inside, is it not, this year? Yeah. So, yeah, um... I don't. I think we're just going to be because we, we've had a bit of a break off playing shows. Um, so we haven't played a show since February this year. Um, so I think we're all just really itching to get back to it, um, and and to be able to pl- share the stage with some of the acts on Sunday as well. Um, it's going to be it's going to be great. Like loads obviously killing it at the moment. A periphery headlining ten fifty six as well as a personal favorite of mine. Um, Lake Malice as well. So many good bands playing on, on Sunday alone, let alone, you know, Sleep Token on a Friday. Yeah. Everyone else. So, 
So was was it quite weird going back out on stage after the whole pandemic thing and whatnot? Like we were saying earlier about how you know it was a bit when you went to download it was rammed, but obviously mm. a few years back would have been like I'm not quite sure about this. So when you first got back out there, was it quite weird playing gigs again? Well, it was it was weird trying to secure them because we hadn't actually had the opportunity to play live at all. So we've been a band for like two, well, almost two years at that point and never never played a show. But released uh, four singles and a, and a cover. Um, <laughs> so, you know, trying to secure our first ever show. And I remember we just had the worst time even just trying to get to one. So we were supposed to play this sort of all day festival thing in Reading at the Face Bar. And then that got postponed because a lot of the bands had COVID. Um, oh, so yeah. that got pushed to, I think, was that was that last year, 2022? Yeah, it was May, wasn't it? Was it May? Yeah, it was in, it was in May, you're right. Um, and then we, we had that other one in Southampton. <laughs> and then it was the storm, so everywhere was closing down. Yeah. Uh, so we couldn't play that. And I think we just ended up, we were very lucky, we ended up being able to get on a show in Plymouth supporting Svalbard. Um, oh, yes. So that, so that was our first ever show, and I believe, was that was that in, was that, that was towards the end of the year, or was it early 2022? I can't uh, remember. No, that was March. Um, that was March 2022, and then, yeah, and then we did the Devil Tour, like, a few weeks later. Yeah, I mean which was... Talk about like initial gigs, support Svalbard and then to support Devil Soul to Soul is like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the saying? Into what is it, Ed? Into the frying pan. What? Out of the frying pan into the fire. And into fire. the fire, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's very very much what it was. That was a that was a very it felt very silly to be receiving that offer after, yeah. you know, struggling to secure anything. Um, up until that point in terms of gigs because we just wanted to, we just wanted to get out there and, and just see if what we we done worked in a live setting because um, it's fine you know playing the rehearsal room and it's you know it all sounds good to all of you but you know you want to see how people think and feel about that in a live setting and it was just very frustrating that these opportunities were either not being offered to us or just being taken away by sort of natural disasters as it were yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're getting off of this national tour that's you know and it's like what was it like our sixth ever show been playing at the o2 islington open up for double sold his soul it's just like absolutely mind-blowing yeah i don't know how we have panic attacks over that week like honestly yeah i think we were all so hyped and happy to be there that i think we sort of averted any mental health issues that might arise yeah from having <laughs> pressure on us uh, <laughs> doesn't that go to show though the testament of what you've achieved musically with the songs you've released you know over the pandemic and whatnot to get given like the gods obviously looked down and went no you will not be doing a reading show nor us alone but devil so to soul however you will definitely be you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you know, it's like we, we were being saved you know they were saving the best I, ones absolutely i mean i i truly believe in everything happens for a reason like I, i've always believed in that i just i i think there's always some when when the shit hits the fan there's always something better on the horizon it's like it has mm -hmm. to get really bad first before it gets even better oh, so like I can't begin, begin to imagine how frustrating I must have been when things were getting cancelled left, right, and centre. It's like, does someone could just give us a chance? Which obviously yeah. then Devil So Soul went, 
Absolutely, yes. Come play with us. <laughs> yeah, they did. All absolutely lovely guys. <laughs> Be forever grateful for that opportunity. Like, just yeah, beyond our wildest dreams at that point. Yeah. And it just gets better and better from here. Like you say, Tech Fest this weekend, and then Radar Festival coming at the end of the end of July. It's going to be unbelievable scenes. So, are there any? I don't know how much you could talk about this either. Any future tour plans coming? As I'm, I was going to ask about an album, but I'm assuming there's possibly something in the works there. Like I know, obviously, there's a lot of uh, NDAs and stuff. So, any tour plans coming up that we could talk about? Um, well, we've just we have got another. I think we've got another show later in the year. Um, but we are um, in talks with a booking agent at the moment. Um, so I think yeah there will be some things in the pipeline um as to what those plans are yet we don't know um okay but, but yeah essentially <laughs> with you guys it's watch this space <laughs> there's going to be some shows yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> excellent i'd definitely keep the old eyes peeled um this is a question i love asking musicians and i know obviously you're pretty much a when you were a pandemic band and obviously starting to get out there but music videos guys and I mean about actually making them, come up with the concept, etc. Love them or hate them? Oh, it depends upon the conditions. Some of I, I love spending all day with guys, and you know Adam and Rich, who sort of helped us put together the videos and, and filmed them and edited them for us, are absolutely like absolutely top blokes. Um, so always happy to spend the day with the two of them and and all the guys in the band, but also. <laughs> the video for the weight of it all it was absolutely freezing um and i think we were all sort of just hanging on by a thread for the whole day uh, yeah. in terms of you know like body heat and just yeah just wanting to go home basically because it's just so cold it just seems so silly to be well i for one had to put my my hand in a, a frozen pond uh full of frozen water which is lovely um and just things like that, but I guess it depends upon how how fun the shoot is itself. I feel like there's been loads of fun elements to ours. Um, I think I actually prefer shooting all the narrative stuff a lot more than I do like doing the performance shots because um, well, Adam would just be really strict and he'd be like whipping us. He's like, do a kick, do a kick, all right now. <laughs> I headbang really low. He's like just calling out all these things for us to do while the songs is playing. It's just. Very intense. <laughs> it is intense, yeah. <laughs> no circle head banging. <laughs> that um, oh, my... table scene as well and Hold Me was quite funny. Yeah. What are you, Megan? Are you partial to a video? or? I do like doing videos, yeah. Um, they're definitely very long days, but um, I think that just shows how like thorough um, Adam and Rich are at Purple Yam. You know, they get they get more than they need um content wise and that just means that they can you know they've got so many different options when it comes to editing and it's why we always end up with what i think are interesting music videos rather than you know just one shot and and that's it um i do quite like it i like you know all the girly stuff like thinking what am i gonna wear um <laughs> what props am i gonna bring that sort of thing so yeah i do quite enjoy them but um yeah i'm always glad to get home because it is a shift for sure Mm. yeah it's good, it's good 12 hour day yeah I suppose because narrative videos now are so few and far between like they used to be back in the day I mean a lot of people now just go make a lyric video fucking put it up who cares 
But so yeah. I think fair, fair, massive fair play to you, obviously coming up with concepts and whatnot and still still filming narrative videos because they're they're a dying breed. So we need to keep them alive. <laughs> Quite an important part of our of our image as well. You know, it's how we kind of show show what we're all about, really. Um yeah, you know, for us it's not really just making music, it's there's this whole kind of art concept behind it as well. Um so yeah, videos are quite important for us, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Well, guys, I mean, this has been absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, Mondays to sit and chat to me. Um, before I do let you get out of here, are there any plugs, any social medias, any websites, anything you want people to go and check out at all? Go on, Ed. All right. Um, yeah, so as previously mentioned in this episode, if you can follow us on our social medias. Um, so on Twitter, we are at we are all forlorn. Uh, so we are all forlorn as one thing. And we're that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, or hit us up on Spotify if you if if your interest has been piqued by this, um go and give us a listen. Um and yeah, just keep an eye on socials because we've got some exciting stuff coming out soon. So wonderful. And uh, yeah, I wish you every success with Tech Fest this weekend, with Radar Festival at the end of July, and with all the special stuff coming out and whatnot, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled. So yeah, go absolutely smash it, guys, and thank you so much. No, Amazing. thank you. Thank you for your support. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraziseedge.rocks.